Everyone, this is Steve Predov with Succession Secrets and episode 59, Reverse Engineer and Execute Like Crazy. Welcome to the Succession Secrets Podcast, where you can grow, groom, and graduate from your business in just seven minutes a day. And now, here is your host, Steve Prada. So welcome back, Succession Seekers. And today, I would like to share with you a simple recipe on building for building a successful business. And if you think it's about creativity and ideas, I disagree with you. I think creativity and ideas are important. They have their place. But the risk of over-ideation and over-creativity is actually higher than the risk of lack of creativity. So, so let me explain why I believe that. And let me start with the story of my career as an investment banker. As, as many of you know, I've, I ran my own investment banking firm for a period of 12 years in Central Eastern Europe, and namely in Hungary and later in Romania. And when I started the business in 2002 and in the early first couple of years in 2003, 2004, one of the bread and butter of our business was to raise SBA type finance. So it's like capital financing for, for private companies from provided by the state development bank. It's like SBA financing in the US. And we did uh, five or six deals this way, and uh, it was a very successful uh, business for us. We were early to the game. We were the earliest, probably the earliest advisor to the game, and we managed to reach a lot of entrepreneurs who needed this kind of recapitalization of the business, and we put nice deals together, and they paid us well. But what happened was, I think it was uh, late in 2003 or 2004, the guy in charge of this SBA unit in Hungary he got really uh, jealous of, of us or I don't know what happened with him, but somehow we fell out of favor with him and he decided that he was not going to support any projects that we bring to the bank. In fact, they tried to bypass us and they told clients that they, they should not talk to us. They should just talk to the bank, even though we introduced them to each other. So anyway, basically we got to the point where we had to stop dealing with that institution and by that time, we had a substantial overhead in the company. So it was kind of a very, very dangerous, very fragile situation because the business, the main business we were in has suddenly got shut down and we didn't have any other business. Uh, so we scrambled, but we decided to get into trade M&A, basically on selling companies to strategic investors and private equity investors, mostly strategic at this time. And I figured out that we quickly had to create cash. Uh, so I, I kind of looked at our overhead, which was the monthly overhead at that time was probably about $25,000 for my team. And we could charge something like $12,000, $15,000 per project fixed fee. And then we had a success fee. So we had to bring in two projects a month just to stay in business, just to stay afloat. And I figured that in order to bring two business in, I kind of reverse engineered the activity that required that was required of us. Basically, we had to have have had to be able to issue four proposals a month, and in order to have the opportunity to make four proposals, we have to make eight pitches, eight sales presentations to to customers who were already interested, which meant that we had to have sixteen initial meetings with those customers. And we had to make about 100 calls a month, cold calls, in order to create those 16 meetings. So I figured that 
every working day we were in the office, we had to make five calls. I personally had to make five calls to different prospects to generate those meetings. And this, and really uh, what it came down to in the next six to eight months uh, for us to stay in business until the first deals closed was to execute relentlessly on that plan, on that reverse engineered plan. So it was all about making the calls, making at least five calls a day, and then to sit through all those meetings, to prepare for those meetings, to prepare the preach presentations, to issue the proposals, and then to start working um, with those clients. The other thing that we had to reverse engineer was the process of producing the documentation for those deals. So for those of us who are not familiar with M&A and investment banking, when you represent a company for sale, then you prepare an information memorandum or a book, uh, which is uh, a 40 to 70 page document about all aspects of this investment opportunity that you then present to investors. So that's a main deliverable. We also had to present prepare a teaser, which was kind of a one, two page summary of the opportunity. We typically we prepared evaluation of the business so that the entrepreneur, the seller knew what they could negotiate and how they could improve the price. So that was a, a big financial model that we produced. And sometimes we put together a data room. So these were our deliverables. And we had to figure out in order to stay in business, we had to basically execute two sets of documentation a month, which was typically four or five times the pace of our competitors who took two months to execute one set of documentation. So we had to figure out how we were going to compress the documentation cycle into into essentially two weeks or basically four weeks, but we had two teams to work on this. And we, how we did that? We reverse engineered the process. We looked, essentially we analyzed the process steps and we figured out how fast we had to do, how we could modularize the different pieces of this documentation, pieces, the financial model and the info memo. And eventually we managed to compress this cycle to three to four weeks. So that was our reverse engineering. And in order for us to stay in business, our business plan was essentially generate enough income to survive the next six to nine months until we close the first deal. And then as we start closing deals, then we will have extra cash flow, which will help us through the, the challenges and which will help finance our involvement in multiple projects. Obviously, we couldn't keep it up. We couldn't execute two new projects a month because it was not possible to service those clients. But initially, we had to do that to build up our pipeline. So long story, but the idea is in order to have a successful business, you have to have a target. You have to have an objective. In my case, in our case, it was $25,000 of revenue a month. And then we reverse engineer that, how we can get the revenue and how we can execute on those projects. And then basically we put us back into the game. And after nine months, we started closing deals and we were back in business and we had a new business line, which was trade M&A as opposed to capital raising, SBA finance raising. And then the business grew from there. So my question to you is how you can reverse engineer your objective. What is your objective? What do you want to achieve? And what actions you need to take in order to achieve that objective? So if you need to make $25,000 a month, if it does take two contracts, what does it take to get two contracts? How many proposals you have to issue? In my case, it was one out of two proposals was approved. 
So I had to issue four proposals to get two approved. And every second pitch presentation ended with the client requesting a proposal. So we had to make eight pitch presentation to get to four proposals. And we had to have 16 initial meetings to have eight customers, prospects who requested a second meeting. And we need 100 calls to generate the um, 16 meetings. So how do you reverse engineer your process? It's going to be different. You may not have to make 100 calls or you may have to make 200 calls or you have to make some other kind of lead generation calls may not work anymore that well. And then we just had to execute. And and I tell you that execution is so important. Entrepreneurs are really prone to being distracted because we are idea people. We are always looking for ideas. We are mesmerized by ideas. We always feed on ideas. And when we have a new idea, we want to play with it. We want to experiment with it. And that always happens at the cost of execution. So the challenge here is when you are in a tight spot and you have to make money and you have a very tight process to make that money, then stop allowing new ideas to come in uh, for a while and just focus on execution. And for an entrepreneur, this is super hard, but it is important. One of my good friends who was uh, running an investment banking uh, network called IMAP that I was a part of, uh, his name is Shevket, he's a Turkish investment banker, a really good professional, and he was running the business and he came up with a very strong vision for the organization to move forward. And he basically sold this vision to the organization. We were all excited. And six months later, I asked him, hey, Shevket, what, you know, what books are you reading? Uh, you know, how do you get your new ideas? And he said, I'm not reading anything. I'm executing. I'm avoiding your ideas. And that really made me think, yes, sometimes we need ideas because uh, sometimes we need to change direction and we need to refresh our competitive tool set and we have to create new products and new opportunities, but sometimes you have to execute. And my recipe is set the target, reverse engineer the actions and then execute like crazy. So that's my message for today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please review us on iTunes and keep tuning in. Uh, there's a show every day. So I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. And until then, remember, your succession is success. Thank you for listening to the Succession Secrets Podcast. Make sure you check out SuccessionSecrets.com for archive podcasts and transcripts and IntrepCoaches.com. That's E-N-T-R-E-P Coaches.com to download your free copy of the Your Terms newsletter.